Hey, greetings, everybody. Uh, this is Wesley Pepper. This is the Artlexia podcast. This is the first recording for the year, and as you guys can see, I'm, I'm clearly on my own today. Uh, uh, Caesar had some some family emergency, and the sister couldn't make it today. We did actually. This is actually our second recording for the year. We actually recorded last week, but last week was wasn't a good weekend of podcasting. Uh, yeah, I won't comment on the brothers in case he listens to this episode, and I'm not that dude. But the uh, recording didn't go too well, and there's also sound issues and this and that. And last week, um, if you're based in South Africa, you know we had a heat wave, which was which was which was terrible, and the rolling blackouts where that four and a half hour plus blackouts making scheduling a nightmare. Um, so yeah, so actually we haven't um as the art lecture we started planning the year and started putting together uh episodes for the year but we yeah it's just recording the schedule thing is it's been a bit of a nightmare and that was because of the um the, the loading blackouts um on my side we are actually going to get a generator um it's just it's a bit pricey we're not gonna i definitely won't have it this month so i think this will be a bit of a disruption to the to the to the to the, to the art lexia's podcast at least for this month maybe a bit of next month but um there is plans to yeah man the government is killing us with this shit man and we actually will talk about it today um just a recap on last year man so we ended off for the christmas episode um i pretty much took off after that and i know caesar was in the eastern cape and she'll definitely be touching or, or, or she'll, we'll definitely be talking about that in the course of the year um because she was writing and she's actually doing some really interesting work and we actually working on a project together i'm sort of born out of all of that um, and I'll definitely keep you up, up to speed with that. Um, in fact, um, there's a few pro- there's a few projects coming up this year, um, collaborations, including the guests of here all the way from uh, from 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 America, from uh, from from Texas and America. Um, I always find we're just saying America. It always seems so Western, um, you know. But um, Asar has been on the program before, and we'll introduce him again shortly. Just. One more thing, uh, remember to like, subscribe, and uh, comment on this channel. We are on all the social media platforms, um, and we're getting a bit more active on Facebook. Um, hopefully, we'll get an intern later on in this year. That's definitely the plan. Um, last year, it was, you know, last year, things just became a bit abstract, and um, I personally took time. Of course, it's been a heavy, it's been a heavy year. Um, and then this year started with a fucking heat wave and no electricity. So it um, it really starts, it re- this, this, this year's really little pressure cooker already. And if you're an artist and you're listening to this, I mean, you made it for the first 22 days in the year. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I think I'm going to pretty much do that for the rest of the year. Is just congratulate people for surviving another week because fucking hell, it's bad. <sighs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh, my brother, Asa Akebolan, he's been here before. Um, firstly, my brother, it is, what, 12 noon by your side there, correct? Yeah, it's going on uh, 12.30 there, Bob. Yeah, so good afternoon. We have some difficulty trying to uh, reconcile the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, so yeah. Let's stick with that. It's, it's eight hours it's far i know there's, there's a huge but it's afternoon it's uh early evening here us now and we yeah um so my brother um we've been chatting a lot um offline and um, we'll probably talk a little bit about what we want to do together uh, as a collaborative project a bit later uh, but first i mean um you know season greetings 
um, it's still January. You know, how's the how's the soul? How's the spirit? How are you? How are you doing on the third week of the of the year? Well, you know, everything is everything, and yeah, everything is everything. What that means is uh, everything is what it should be. I guess. Yeah, man. Um, which, which which means it's good. But in <laughs> in Happy New Year to you, brother. But I, I have to <laughs> say, if everything is everything. Uh, white supremacy is on the rampage, so that's it. It's, it. It is what it is, and our people continue to fight every day. So that is what it is. Um, so it's all good, man. It's all good. Yep, white supremacy doesn't sleep. Capitalism doesn't sleep. Not for one second. Um, we all know that. Um, yes, us men, we all slaves to that. So today's episode, like I, you know, we spoke off is going to be very organic. Um, and just touch base on like things that has been happening on your side, on my side. Um, yeah, you've been talking, you know, just before recording the episode, you were saying there was like another mass shooting um, again um, on that side. Um, you know, now my brother, let me just let me just give you like a from an outsider um, perspective, and you can comment on that, and we can just run with it. So you know, I grew up on a lot of American pop culture, especially the movies, etc., and it was always pretty violent. Usually pretty violent. Um, especially the movies where there was black people, um, especially in the 90s, more than gangster, uh, when that type of subculture, uh, uh, what's that guy, lived? was it filmmaker, his name, Boy, the, the, the guy did, that did Boys in the Hood, um, where he did those series of movies, they were pretty violent, they were, they were, they were pretty violent, mm-hmm. um, and um, down, down here in South Africa, I mean, we got a, we got a pretty violent society too, but um, there's not much, um, 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 in Cape Town, for sure, for sure, there's, there's there's a lot of gang shootings there, and the media doesn't really report a lot on that. And in various like, you know, uh, communities throughout the country. But my man, like whenever we hear see something coming from the states, it always looks um, firstly like the like they have, you know, the the, the crimes here. The guys have normal guns. I don't know shit about guns no. though, but they just have, you know. And even in Cape Town, they have these man-made weapons, which is pretty deadly, but it's handmade. Like fucking mm-hmm. handmade shit. Whenever we see stuff from America, it's like automatic weapons. It's like military. It's like it's like these dudes are like, you know, wow. So it's always like, oh my god. I mean, I remember seeing one, whew, one year, some white fella in Las Vegas went into a hotel with right. this huge ass arsenal. How the fuck he got that from from point A to point B? <laughs> broke a hole through some bulletproof thing and just started like. I mean, when I saw that, I, I that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah man. So, what's your... right. So, in the Constitution, American Constitution, U.S. Constitution, there's a, the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms. But the language talks about um, maintaining a well-regulated militia, and so this was written in the uh, uh, 18th century. Well, 1700s, yeah, 18th century. Mm militia we have a police force we have an army we have you know all these groups that are sworn to protect the u.s and uh internationally or or here in the u.s you know the police force but pe- people still think and the national rifle association uh large lobbying group with plenty of money they keep the politicians in their pockets uh because people seem to think that automatic weapons falls into that uh group of having arms to protect your home or something like that so it's hard to even get automatic weapons banned even here in texas uh you can walk around just like with the wild wild west 
in the 19th century with, with a gun on your hip. You know, so you don't you don't know you can't even get in an argument with anybody because you don't know if they're packing. Yeah. They might pull out and pull it out and, and just you know blow you away. That kind of thing. So it's a it's a it's an incredible problem here. Uh, gun culture, uh, culture of violence or violent mentality, I mean, and and that comes from the top down. I've said for years, and other other people have uh, echoed this, or even said it before me. It's how do you? When the government, the first thing that the U.S. government does when they have an issue somewhere in the world, they send military. Yeah. So that trickles down to the people. Any type of conflict that you have, how do you solve it? You solve it by violence, right? So then we have the whole issue of this false notion of white supremacy and white people are losing power. They, they have this notion that they're losing power, you know, the blacking, yep. blackening and browning of America, and they're upset and they're afraid. So what do they do? They go out and get guns and, and, and start shooting people. You had a young man uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was in Minnesota somewhere, and he's walking down. He just shot somebody, young white male, 18 years old or so, walks down the street to the army. They give him water. He's carrying an automatic rifle. He just shot somebody. So then he gets acquitted in uh, in court. You have uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery a couple of years ago. He's just out for a job, young brother. And he is hunted by three white men. The father and son shoot him in the middle of the street, shoot him in the middle of the street, and the other guy is following in a car, filming the whole thing. Well, fortunately, but rarely does this happen. Fortunately, they they went to court and were convicted. And they're supposed to get life in prison. I don't know what's going to happen. But you have other cases where that doesn't happen, which most often the police are not even charged, let alone convicted of anything. So they're not even charged, they don't even go to court, that kind of thing. Another instance, uh, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, her cousin was killed by the police, murdered by the police, right? Was called to, police were called to a traffic accident that he was in, he ends up dead. How does that happen on a regular basis? There's no regard for black life in this country. Well, yeah. Well, I could say, you know, internationally, but, but but in a culture where there's a proliferation of automatic weapons and and, and and things like that, there's no regard for black life and you could easily end up dead. Yeah, man, that's that's actually that's actually like it's it's scary, man. I can't I can't believe I mean, I can't see it in my head like walking around with these massive automatic weapons and just going and going to a shop somewhere. Um like I ugh. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, 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 one of the one of the one of the things about black people is that like we all grew up in some form of culture of violence. Um, just this mm-hmm. morning, it's the twenty second of January. Just for to timestamp this, um, in Eswatini, um, the old Swaziland, there was a human rights uh, activist that got shot by the government. Um, that happened this morning. Um, my friends from because my gallery is also based that side and my friends from outside I mean it's blowing up it's quite a it's quite a it's quite a story um, and you know what what sucks is how almost normal these stories are you know right. it's, it's 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 almost become part of everyday discourse and it's always black men not always of course but mm-hmm. the overwhelming I mean let's let's look at the facts here like they, they kill these black men at the huge the huge rate what do you what do you what do you think um, because I follow a bit of US politics as much as I can I guess um, and like you said there's a lot of money involved do you think this thing will ever 
um how can i say will the powers that be ever let go of this of this power do you think that this this gun culture is with you for the next 20 30 40 years basically do you think it's going to be with you well, for a long time yeah sure uh being that uh we just celebrated um dr king one of the king mm-hmm. jr reverend dr martin luther king jr um he said something he said those in privilege lamentably those in privileged positions rarely give up the privileges uh voluntarily so I don't see that happening voluntarily. And and Malcolm X even said, you know, uh, revolutions are bloody. And yep. so to so when you when you ask me, do I think I can't give up hope because that's one of the greatest weapons that we have is hope. But in in addition to that hope, we have to continue to fight. What does that look like? Malcolm again said that you, you the U.S. was in a unique position to have a bloodless revolution. It doesn't seem like the U.S. wants a bloodless revolution. I'm not uh, encouraging people to go out and start shooting people and you know breaking in and whatever you want to do. But I'm saying, what else? What 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 other? And we tried peaceful. We continue to march. We continue to vote. Marching, marching doesn't become, work, my king. Much, and, and they continue to uh, murder us in the street. So what is the what is the answer? It's a question. What do we do? What is the alternative? Well, I've got a I have a suggestion here, um, and I want to give you a quick case study, just so just so it gives it context. Um, and I'm dreaming here, but like you know, every idea started with a dream. Um, in two, in 2017, there's a major food chain here, a restaurant called uh, Spur. So it's like a uh, it's like a steakhouse type of joint, right? And it's pretty popular, um, but it's it's especially popular amongst Afrikaners. And they have like a kiddie, um, Spur is actually quite genius in the uh, Spur, Spur, that they have like a children's thing. Um, so so it's a lot of parents go there with kids. And um, man, uh, what happened doesn't really matter, but there was a race, there was an issue. Some Afrikaner dude confronted a, a black lady with their children, and I don't know what bullshit, but whatever, there was, there was conflict between Afrikaner, male, and uh, uh, a black lady and um, somebody put it on their phone and it blew up in the media and they started and they blamed the Afrikaner dude um, um, I can't even remember what happened but that's irrelevant um, but what happened was I mean the Afrikaners in South Africa are I know they're less than 20% of the population I know they are a couple of million I, I, I'm, I'm really really tiny but they but their spending power is massive so what happened was this thing happened I think it was yet in the first half of the year. Um, it was, yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But it was in the first half of the year, and um, the African community came back in solidarity and stood with this fella. And then what they did was they boycotted the restaurant. And um, within three or so months, now this restaurant has a serious. It's part of the African um, culture. It's been here for a thousand years, and so you know people eat there regularly and this type of thing. It's also like they got this thing for the kids and the sport and so forth and so forth. So the, the restaurant has really, they broke the restaurants back in about three months or so. The African community came together and they boycotted them because whatever happened between this guy, they sided with the white dude. Um, um, and the black lady went to the media, you know, she blew up. I don't know what conference, I don't know what happened. It doesn't even really matter. But 
but uh, but the restaurant broke its back the uh the 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 um eventually had to go and apologize uh uh uh, uh to this i can't remember what is this dude but he went to go and apologize for a bunch of other things because they were feeling it financially i mean that that thing happened as early as 2017 and within a few months a huge restaurant chain i think with black people our spending power is massive and it's definitely something that i don't think we're really focusing if we can if we can focus just somehow i don't know man i feel like i say maybe i'm just dreaming here if we can if we can just somehow try to organize and just target one brand even if it's a small brand and work from there i think that's a potential solution what's your what's your what's your take on that sure i think you, i think you're absolutely right uh this is the this is this is how the bus boycott bus boycotts in montgomery uh, Alabama were successful do, uh, under Dr. King's leadership is mm-hmm. that they find they attack you know they stopped shopping in white stores and they stopped using the public transportation system and that caused the problem with the money basically you know you follow the money how do you how do you hurt someone you hit them in the pocket the problem with that today is and Dr. Carr uh, talks about this who is the weak when we say we want to, because many of us don't consider ourselves weak. And that's yep. something else I wanted to touch on in terms of uh, Pan-Africanism, that we are this, you know, I was on a uh, uh, podcast the other day, I was texting a friend of mine who, who does a podcast with a guy, and the guy refused to accept the fact that we are African. He said, oh, well, you know, our, our commonality is black. What does that mean? Black is the color. Dr. Dr. Clark said, it tells you how you look, but it doesn't tell you who you are. So I say that to say, how do we come together as African people? Because we've been, again, Malcolm talked about it, we have been brainwashed about what Africa is. You know, Kwashi Kaur babies, uh, uh, famine, uh, violence and disease. And we don't want to be African. You see what I'm saying? Massive uh, of our people don't even want to be African. So how do we come together as people, even in this country as Black Americans, to form a coalition to, for lack of a better term, boycott or to strategically uh, attack a corporation or something financially on the basis of finance. How do we do that? You understand what I'm saying? So that becomes, you know, you say, well, maybe you're dreaming. I'm dreaming too, because that's what I, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I've been working for all of my adult life trying to educate us in terms of who we are and why we should come together to fight this beast. I agree with you there 100%, man. And on this platform, we actually speak and reach out. If you guys check any of our previous episodes, a lot of our guests are trying to do what we are trying to do in their their capacity, using their own creativity and so on. And I just want to add on to that about black people spending power. Um, um, It's also... um, you know, we just come out of the festive season, um, and in South Africa, like most part of the world, we drink a lot over the over the festive season, um, and it's quite unbelievable. <laughs> and it's quite unbelievable how much money we actually—I'm talking sort of from South African uh, perspective—how much money we spend on brands that are all um, based um, based um, abroad. So, so even in something as simple as, as 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 just letting you know celebrating or something we 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 we, uh, we already losing money and um 
man like we're trying as entrepreneurs to understand that buying habits and um we understanding like where we are now is on buying habits and what's influencing the buying habits and what we and and what we and what we've got now is uh influences facebook uh, or instagram influencers and, and these instagram people and i would try and understand understand that and, and and adapt my brother how big in in your part of the world man um gun culture um and it's also driven by a lot of ignorance um and that ignorance is also being fed to you somewhere um and i know like um i followed and i read up about qanon a little bit which is some other seriously crazy shit how bad um is let me say the youth so uh, current you know contemporary you know um today in 2023 um what um where are most americans getting the news from um is it mainstream or the social media um and um yeah what's your what's your take on that because um yeah i mean i was going to say about south africa but um what's your take so on that? from my from my position and i mean it's it's uh they talk about the statistics that most people get their, their news from the internet which social media and i remember when twitter you know launched or whenever it was, it was new like in the early two, the 20 aughts and i was talking to a friend of mine and uh he was like oh you know this is a great thing you know more people more voices and this type of thing and i said yeah but you have people here who are not even qualified to say anything and, and then people just say anything and then you have people who who are just, uh, what do you call them, trolls? The people who ins- just say ins- inciting things. So if you, and then, then we have the algorithm. You click on one thing and then it's gonna barrage you with more and more. So then you go down a rabbit hole. Just even me as a Pan-Africanist and I click on, I just wanna learn something about the, the uh, alt-right movement or something. And I click on it, watch one video, trying to get some, you know, do some research, get some background. Then I'm bombarded with, this white supremacist yeah. propaganda. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So then so when our young people, they don't have the 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 educational foundation or the knowledge to discern between what is real and what is not. Especially when you have someone like the former president uh says all the news is fake. You know, and then you have other guys like Alex Jones and these people who come on who's the bottom line, Tucker Carlson on uh Fox television. They just do things and saying things, say things to incite people. Mm. Completely false. But if you don't have the knowledge and the wherewithal to discern between what's true and what's not, then you fall into their hands. And that's a, right and that's a, and that's a, and that's a, and that's a solid point because in South Africa it's pretty much the same thing. And I think that type of ignorance is actually kept, um, um, or rather, it's engineered, it's designed um, to then you. <clears throat> And I don't look far as our school system. Our school system is pretty, I think it's one dimensional. I think that's probably pretty accurate. I think it's very one dimensional and they definitely don't equip. In fact, they rather bump them with more fear and, 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 and you know, kids are more confused and have actually very little identity these days. Um, and, and the social media sort of avalanche because the device is almost like squashed against their face. Um, and that's a, and this is, and this is why I kind of want, want to direct the conversation, man, because like in what we, in what we're talking, I mean, we, we both met, um, as fellow podcasters and, um, content creators, so, um, um, so to speak. So we both understand the value of this space of the, of the, of the digital world, or we just call it the podcasting space and to be specific. And, um, I've been, um, I've been noticing because 
yeah, let me just take a step back because you know we 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 both mentioned that more and more people are getting their news source from from independent um from 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 independent media like podcasts. Uh, um, even in South Africa, there's also it's also popping off. Um, we really, as entrepreneurs, really trying to position ourselves um, to have to have maximum impact and to have people like yourself. And we can talk about you know be very consistent in what we're talking about and in our message. Um, yeah, man, what's your what's your take? Given that um, you know we 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 in different parts of the world, but um, how 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 is podcasting becoming part of this? Um, I would say the modern narrative. How how is it shaping people's or is it shaping people's views um, in Texas or, or in America as um, as a whole? So that's funny you ask. Uh, just yesterday, and I, and I follow uh, this program called um, uh, In Class with Carr. I mentioned him, Dr. Uh, Greg Carr, and he was talking about how uh, people think that listening to a podcast, you know, in the background while you're gardening gardening uh you're learning something or you are studying or something we don't want to do the work we don't want to sit yeah. down and read books or audio books whatever it is and yeah. do the research and that kind of thing we want to put on a podcast yeah. listen to it in the background we're not even analyzing that we're over here washing dishes cooking this type of thing so you really think you're, you're doing something but you're not where's the work you're just listening and then you regurgitate that and then someone again who is it in a position to discern between what's real and what's real and false? They believe it, then they spread it, and then somebody puts it on social media, and then it catches fire, and it's complete nonsense. It's just a continuation of complete nonsense. Don't don't want to do the work. Yep, they don't want to people um, like like you can add to that point. Um, Self help books um, and these how to do this. Those are bestsellers um, in essay. So if you wanna if you wanna sell a lot of copies, just tell people how, how to think basically. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I actually got a few stories on that. Crazy uh, as a publisher, I've been approached you know, a few years back when I worked as a publisher. Uh, so Africans really understand that space. They really understand that there's a lot of power in telling people what to do because pastors or church ministers do the same shit. You know, every Sunday they tell people. And they and they base it off this book, and the people give them money. So it's actually extortion, if you ask me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't really want to go there. Um, it's too early in the year to to go fire on the church. No, we will get there. <laughs> Let's, uh, we'll get we'll, there. We uh, we we coming for you uh, <laughs> uh, because these guys these guys don't pay taxes, and that's just unbelievable. But um, I, saw, <laughs> I just I just want to sort of work of the of, of the thing of trying to influence this um, this tech space. Uh, so just a yeah, just a last sort of like technical like esque question, and just a background, a backstory, and real quick. Um, you know, we just come out of COVID. A uh, lot of movement has has um, has changed, um, and the way people are taking information has also changed. Like you said, we're playing, putting in a podcast and just doing garden or doing the cooking or something like that that that's definitely happening in south africa as well um which i which i think is really interesting um and at the same time i also see the how how it you know i mean there's there's, there's pros and cons to everything um so you know um there's a lot of uh like i i read this this thing of that it's easier to to go viral with like a story of a cat 
jumping off of a hill oh. table, something like that, or some stupid <laughs> shit. But you know, those things because of, because these these things are designed for that to go viral. What we try to use here is very. I don't say it's niche because there's many people that's uh, there's many people. I would say there's many Pan Africans across the diaspora whose whose things, not things similar, but uh, who share similar ideologies. Um, and who's you know who love music, who love jazz, love real music, who love writing, love poetry, like we do, and love art, of course. Um, and uh, do you think? How do you? Because when you did um, Jollyville Radio, you 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 really used fun uh, 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 or comedy or satire in a very very punch way. I thought that was really sharp. Um, do you think there's space for? A pan Africanist to be funny, to be fun, to be—I don't want to say buffoonish because we don't want to be a buffoon. But you have to do something to get attention, you know. Um, yeah, what's your what's your what you take on that? Well, I, I think that any artist in who affiliates himself with an oppressor—I'll say it that way. Right. Has a responsibility, and this is the old school in me. And I don't know, and I really don't care what the what the new school thinks. This is what I think. You have a responsibility with your art to contribute to the struggle. So that means, in terms of what you're talking about, a comedian or something. Look at Dave Chappelle. I don't think he calls himself a pan Africanist. I think he may be far from it, but he uses his comedy. Yeah, he, yeah, he uses his comedy to shine light on what the, the absurdity in society, right? We can talk about, I was listening to my man uh, Gil Scott Heron the other day. The guy's hilarious. I mean, he passed mm. away in 2011 on my birthday of all days. And, but he was, he was hilarious in his poetry and his music. Shining, again, shining the light. And he's also known as the godfather of rap. Shining the light on the absurdity in this society and around the world right so i think it is it is incumbent upon the artist whatever it is if it's painting if it's uh storytelling if it's singing you know the whole civil rights era uh was buttressed by the music yeah coming out of wherever even by black and white artists across the board from black to white it was buttressed by artists contributing uh their skill to the to the to the movement so to answer your question that's that's what i think i think you have a responsibility to do that otherwise what are you doing like you said you otherwise you're just being a buffoon a buffoon and what is I what does that do? well that makes that, that makes so money right right it may again we go back to the week and this is the thing one of the things that i you know i wasn't planning on talking about we have a term here we call black black excellence. Yeah. You know, oh, this black excellence. Someone does some black excellence. Yeah. And I always say African genius. And the difference between, it's the same as being woke and being conscious. There's a difference. The, the black excellence is that person has done something who has achieved, you know, has, has risen to some level. That person. African genius is us. It's in our veins, it's in our traditions, it's in our culture to succeed or to do excellence. But so African genius. But then you say black excellence. Again, there's that I don't want to be African, so I'm gonna say black over here. Yeah. But even saying yeah. black, 
black excellence, you're talking about one individual that has achieved. What does it do for the rest of us? Us, right? And then when we talk about woke, as opposed to conscious, you know, black consciousness, woke, that has a socio-political, yep. you know, it's about socio-politics. Yep. Whereas conscious, or be, you know, consciousness has a histocultural uh, and socio-political founding. You don't get that with woke. Okay, you yeah. know to vote, but do you do you have any culture behind that again? Uh, Dr. Clark said your name should represent your land, history, and culture. So when, even when you're, and, and it tells you where you are. He said it's a clock to tell you the time of day, where you are and where you've been and where you must go. If you don't have that and you're woke, then what are you really doing? Yeah, I don't like that the, the, I don't that, like the... I don't like the concept of woke either. I think it's it's actually it's a form of gentrification where instead of understanding the subject, what's happening, you just point a fresh paint over and 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 and, and get offended. I think I I find woke culture deeply <laughs> offending, actually, um, and I find it yeah from in South Africa it's definitely on the up. Um, that's for sure. Um, and um, it's definitely, I would say, if you look at various uh, celebrities, celebrity people and politicians, some politicians are celebrities. I don't think there's a, they actually the very same. It's, um, they are definitely, that's, and, um, and we all know gentrification that doesn't work. Um, I would actually, in the few, in, in the, uh, run into a full on episode on world culture, especially how it's integrating the art, how all of a sudden, everybody has to just walk on a very thin line can't offend anybody uh i think the they are really trying to sanitize i would say not all art but i definitely see a bit of that coming in um, and also with world mm. culture um, <clears throat> most of the music and the art and the expression culture you know creative expression comes out of it it's not really good <laughs> It's not it's not very good um, and I'm talking from across the board um, this is something I am following and I mean not very good I find the art weak and flat and they borrow a lot from other people's ideas and they rework it rehash it which is the when I was in art school uh, if you peeped over at somebody else's drawing and they'll catch you they'll fail you and 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 now it's not just encouraged it's part of the fabric already you don't just beep you you um, you take and you just put a new face on it i think it's mm -hmm. it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible um on that on that point um yeah i was actually to talk about the new zealand prime minister i think she's the epitome of of whole culture but maybe for another episode um my brother just to just just take a step back on this being buffoonish let me just use that as a loose term to catch people's attention um in south africa we've got a brother who does that um there's a painter uh rasta and what that's his you know i mean that's just his i guess his internet name i uh, was rasta the painter but everyone just knows him as that so he's uh you know he's a sluggish looking fella you know he's got the turban you know he looks um he looks like he can be a rasta um, he's got yeah he's got all the he, he's got everything that makes you and um rastafarian is unfortunately in the mainstream media still seen as being slow lazy and not having money and all these very negative stereotypes so this brother definitely perpetuates that the, especially the lazy factor so 
he actually started his career by painting old ANC or people who died, but now every time somebody passes away, this brother paints somebody and he just blows up on social media to such a degree where he's a very divisive figure, um, where some people admire him. They admire him being brave, they admire his uh, productivity, and they actually admire his technique. And I've seen that, I actually read that with my own eyes. I read that the people actually think that he can some ways and, and and he can't as 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 a student of the arts the brother the brother's got skill but he's fucking he's not just lazy but he's purposefully lazy so he has now catapulted right on top of the charts and um whenever there's a uh national for example um last year uh in the beginning of the year we had a hip-hop musician ricky rick um He's a, he was a popular fella, man. He's a hip-hop fella. He was a popular dude, man. And, and, you know, he had made music. He was very into fashion and so on and so on. And he was making good money. And the dude, you know, he killed himself. Um, and then this fella did a painting on it. Um, and um, a whack-ass painting. And the, and the commentary was, how terrible is the painting? I've noticed there's a, there's a type of anti-black uh, 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 poking fun at black people narrative which is i think is like really really under the skin and i find it deeply concerning um from a from from somebody who's a student of the arts who has a platform like i do um and has access to networks and so forth i i really think we should speak up against stuff like this um i find um and and and, and i'm putting this rasta character in the same vein of like what's a lot of a lot of pop stars are doing um, since this post-pandemic, because all of a sudden, for example, this um, this British royal couple nonsense, all of a sudden their lives and their story is, if you if you just look at the mutual, it's 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 a tsunami uh, of of all of this, and 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 it's affected basically every form of discourse, and I can sort of see, part of me can see why because there's such a lot of negative shit out there and there's such a lot of pain and black pain so you'll just attach to any old feel-good story but those are not feel-good stories you know i think underlying this guy is actually making fun of black people a black pain is definitely profiting off of it there's absolutely he's profiting off of it and um it's been it's been cheered on uh, by you know by the by the social media uh, or like they say black twitter um, 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 you know he's being he's being cheered on and to a degree where the dude i mean just the other day but, 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 oh yeah, yeah but that was just, uh, i don't think i'm gonna comment on that because it's gonna drift me off topic but um <laughs> is uh, <laughs> it's just they making they're making they're making money of black pain my brother um, it's heartbreaking to sit here as a Pan-African, as, as an artist, to see how much money has been made off our pain. You know, have you got any take on that? I think, what's the term they call uh, uh, poverty porn? Yep. That, that's the term. Yep. And, you know, this whole, and, you know, I, when I talked to you guys last time, you know, and I tell everybody, you know, I'm old school, man, and I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm not on social media. I don't do Twitter. I don't do Facebook. Uh, and people will say, well, they already have your, you know, I, I don't want them to have them. They, they already have it anyway. Yeah, but I'm not going to do their job for it. They're going to have to search. The, I'm not going to put it on blast. And I'm not that narcissistic or egoistic or egoistical, whatever the term is, to be out on social media saying, 
look, hey, look at me. Look, I'm going to the toilet. I'm eating salmon today. You know, that, so that's not me, right? So I really don't, I really don't get it. The whole idea of following people, just the whole the term of fo I'm following something. No, I'm not following anybody. I'm a leader. Let's be clear. But no, if I'm in, 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 I'm, even if I'm just lead, leading myself, I'm a leader. I'm not gonna follow you, right? I'll follow you straight to hell. I remember Fella Kuti said there's only two people that he would follow, and that was his mother and Kwame Nkrumah. There's only two people he would follow, right? So <laughs> I'm not following it. So yeah, so the social media thing, man, and, and, and the capitalism, it's like they put things in front of you and they're shiny, glittery, and everybody else is doing it. So, or everybody else likes it, so I'm gonna like it. And then someone is making tons of money off of your naivete. You haven't even, let's just say a singer. The person can't, they're, they're aided by, what is it, auto-tune? They can't even carry a note. But they, yeah. put on a, they put on some type of fashion, they get a sponsor, and the whole world falls in love with them, and they can't even sing. And there are artists who can sing in the past that would just sing, you know, as they say, sing circles around the person. Quality music, you know, would give, will inspire you, make you feel good, make you cry, make you happy, just with the sound of their voice. But you're following this person because they were on social. I know I ranted, but did I <laughs> did I even address what you were saying? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy, man. I think that the 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 the, uh, the world we're living in um, is um, yeah, man. It's just it's um, it's too full of it's too full of um, in South Africa we say nonsense a lot. Um, but like I also see opportunity. Um, I mean, there as well, which is which is why I kind of brought it up. And just for the listeners, like we're gonna sort of unpack that. Um, throughout the year, in fact, um, what we are as Gallery 360 Africa, what we are, um, you know, we had a brainstorming uh, session late last year with this marketing fella, and um, you know, he had some he had some interesting things to say with regards to how we're going to use um, uh, uh, Instagram influencers, people with use with huge social currency, and it makes it it makes sense. But the more and more I look at all these guys. Um, I didn't like a single one of them and I don't want them to be associated with my brand. I just find, mm -hmm. you know, I don't find light skinned bikini clad women having drinks as anything related. But you I see, but you see, you see what you're doing. You're being uh, uh, intentional and you're being strategic. Now, I would be a hypocrite to say, you know, I'm sitting here on this podcast and I worked on a podcast and we're talking about doing another podcast and say, well, I'm a social, I don't even know podcast. Social see, I don't even know. But the point is, any the way that I got involved with Jollyville and uh, the reason that I've agreed to work with you, because I know you're, you're you know, an A-plus cat, is that it's intentional. What I contribute to, what I participate in is intentional and it's strategic. Sure, on Jollyville, I, like you said, some you know comedy, some nonsense uh, uh, comedy skits and things like that. But my my real job at Jollyville, if you will, with the volunteers, not a job, was community beat. And that was talking about people building community and whatever they were doing around the world. That was it. So, you know, you're doing this podcast, we're talking about some things, we're talking about doing another podcast. It's intentional. Yeah, man. 
I don't want any light-skinned uh, sisters or white chicks in bikinis. In my, I don't want that associated with me. That's not who I am. I mean, that's fine. You know, they, they're beautiful, whatever. But I don't want to be associated with that. So I'm going to be intentional about the images that I uh, uh, attach to myself or what that. I'm doing. Yeah, man. I actually, you know, play the point there on that on that podcast we want to do. Um, so just the listeners, we want to do like a separate series where we talk through in depth to different leaders um, across the diaspora about um, contemporary issues around and how they use their art or their or their or their talent um, to sort of um, you know make some form of change. Um, and um, we wanna we wanna, we wanna do it in, in, in a very in a very pure and a very organic and a very beautiful way. Um, so definitely look forward to that. We also um, Caesar is also working on a separate um, series of work. Um, we want to call that one Poetry Tuesday. So it'll just be uh, reading various um, um, poetry, and it's just like just an ode for ourselves, just to give another platform, and just strictly just for poetry and just reading it, not um, the performance element or the politics of poetry. So so just like a pure and um, just to the listeners. So definitely look out for um, for um, for that. And um, yeah, I mean, we also we also want to do a lot more live broadcasting um, this year. So there's also a few guests that we've that we've that we've lined up with regards to that. Um, it will be more around events, of course, and it'll be quite specific um, because just to touch base on that point, um, just we made earlier on, like, and, and you emphasize that on being specific. Uh, um, we definitely we definitely upping our game. We're being very specific. We know exactly who we want to talk or sell our brand to and um, we are just curating uh, content um, around that but I must say um, <laughs> big up to Zencaster um, this app is beautiful it's handling everything just nicely if it was zoom we would have <laughs> the screen would have been frozen more often it would have made that zoom that sound and yeah so at least we're learning um, yeah uh, my brother we were we were we were touching um shit I should have wrote it down um, I forgot the last point, but no, no, no. We were talking about the. Uh... Okay, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I should have wrote it down. Um, it's because we just for the listeners off off air. We spoke about something else, man, and I, <laughs> I got um I got I got <laughs> I got side I got I got I should have wrote it I should have wrote it down I should have wrote it down, but I know it was something to do with um. Yeah. Anyway, like anyway, but let's but let's pick it up from from what we're talking off air um, and and just and just move forward. Like what we want to do um, with our with our, with our series, we want to focus on really cool. Um, <clears throat> sorry, you know, curate really really good um, artists from across the diaspora. It's, I'm I'm looking forward to it very much. So um, it's going to be interesting meeting. I like meeting new cultures and new people and 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 and, 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 and all of that. And um, if we are lucky. Um, yes, man, not like I don't like use it. Ah, are you in context? In context, um, these guys who's busy, uh, these programmers who's busy, um, working on my app, who's designing the app. Um, man, in the future, I'd like to actually employ one of them. Um, that's definitely one of my goals for the year. Um, and um, it's just to have a, a guy who can write code. Um, so when we do anything, uh, put out any video, any form of content, then um, we can have somebody else writing code, and you know, so you can be pushed up on that Google um, search engine, 
and um, just that metadata which uh, which is which I mean what I do only really touches the surface it's just hashtags and so forth um, but you know there's, there's there's tools you can really get really uh, you know can really pump that um, that's also definitely that's <laughs> look forward to that happening this year uh, for more of that uh, this year um, my brother so just for the listeners do you have any you know the our, our collaborative project do you have any um, ideas and where you want to take it to um, any names that you can name drop or just put out there well, well, the I don't, yeah I don't want to drop names because I don't know if people are going <laughs> to you know, gonna come through <laughs> and then it's already out there but I will say you know, there's, a brother, <laughs> there's a brother in Brazil uh, Pan Africanist, and he's doing some things down there, and uh, I know he, I know he'll come through. Um, and there's some people uh, that I, I I think that would be you know excited about the opportunity to, to be on a podcast with us and talk about Pan Africanism and art and that type of thing. But I wanted to say something uh, to go back to a point that I made about intentionality and um, uh, uh, strategy. I was talking to well, I live in a in a community that is um, 55 and old, right? And I chose this community because I thought it was gonna be quiet, but we have like 70 year old guys that come out every day, starting at seven o'clock in the morning and they have their boom boxes or whatever they have. And they're playing music loud and smoking and drinking. And I'm like, so I'm having a hard time <laughs> dealing with the with the management company of the, the apartments. You know, what is this every day, you know? and. Um, so I say that to say, to lead into this point, I was talking to a sister on the job and she was saying how through, you know, everything's being gentrified, that the white yeah. people were come gentrifying black communities and complaining about the, the noise. And she thought that was absurd. And I said, well, I hear you, but li listen to this, dig this. In 1968, uh, Price M. Cobbs and William H. Greer uh, doctor, psychiatrist, and Dr. Greer is the father of the comedian uh, David Allen Greer from In Living Color. His father is a psychiatrist. So they wrote a book in 1968 called Black Race. And there's a chapter in there that talks about in the black community, you have all this noise. You know, people playing music, people being loud, shouting all outside going on, all this chaos going on. You go to the white community, you don't you don't see that. You hear birds chirping, you hear crickets or whatever. <laughs> the point is, they have time to reflect and plan. You can do that in in that environment. In our environment, when can you plan and yeah, be use that time and to be Yeah. You, so our sister, our under the total sister, I understand what you're saying, but for real, for real, we need some quiet places i mean these folks can go go to the park that's what the park is for we have amenities here we have a pool area we have activity room we have a computer room we have a gym go sit outside your own window and play loud you see what i'm saying so you know the point again is we need time to reflect and to be intentional and strategic in what we do i i, that's I, I, I agree with today. you i agree with you black people only have time to react um, and that's all they do. Their whole lives just react to things and um, find credit, unfortunately. Um, no, no, right. I agree with you. Like, um, if there's one thing about uh, Janisburg that it taught me, 
used to appreciate silence i appreciate silence silence is some of my my favorite genre of music sometimes like i just can't get enough of it i'll just play it over and over and over um i did it last night actually um last night i had some really fucked up news early on in the day and um i just think it's too early in the year to overreact to stuff so you know, it was just quiet. I I was just quiet literally the whole evening till I eventually fell asleep. Um, so so yeah, and and and, and we'll definitely explore. Uh, um, I'd like to, uh, um, in um, in art, man, like with in um, in sculpture, you have something called negative space. You know, which is a space in between objects. So, like example, that's my hand. The negative space will be the you know the the space and around it, right? And um, in some in some instances negative space is says more than the actual object you know likewise with like with with sound you know sometimes silence you know is is the loudest form of um noise if you um, if you if mm. you get me and we live in a society where everything is overreacted for being yeah so sometimes silence i i completely completely hear you um, on that and um, yeah black people don't um, I certainly as a black man I certainly have headed in time I've got, to, I've got to make sure I have time to be quiet otherwise it just won't happen um, mm. my brother I can feel the, 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 the storm is actually coming yes and I get pretty loud uh, my speaker system is not that great um, and once it hits the zinc then it's then it becomes pretty loud um, just to just to, just, <laughs> just to tell like um it we we just had a serious ass heat wave last week um it was pretty hot and um so i'm hoping that this bit of rain breaks breaks at least more of that heat um i mean it's always hot yeah but last week was next level um <laughs> it's just too much uh, so much that um i actually yeah, yeah it was just too much but um in south africa we like complaining about the weather so if ever you come you get a plane here and you want to small talk, talk about the weather. Um, you just say, oh, it's back today. And you probably end up there for about an hour without even like talking about just like the wind or the weather or the, or the cold. Don't even be cold. We like, like, we like complaining when it's cold um, um, on social media, especially. Um, and, and it's just a South African thing. Uh, we like it. <laughs> So, so, so I'm being, I'm just, I'm just being my truth out here. Um, my brother, it was fantastic having you on, um, on today. This is our first episode for the year. Um, we'll definitely be having conversations in the future. Um, and to the listeners, remember to like, subscribe and comment. Hopefully Cesar will be with us. Um, the next recording, we're actually talking to, uh, to Botofella, to Dabo, man, to the older common man. I, we have finally nailed him down. Um, and we have studio time, so we're gonna do that recording with him. So we're gonna be talking about his entire legacy. And um, he too is becoming a podcaster. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. And then also I've got a I've got a very talented brother. There's actually a buddy of mine all the way from the Western Cape. We're gonna talk about his tattoos and his, his tattoo arts and his visual art. That will be most probably the first week of February. And then after that, the other guests, they are lined up, but we just need to reschedule them. So look, there's lots to look forward to for 2023. My brother, um, have a have a blessed Sunday. Um, yeah. You too, man. 
Love you, brother. Touch via WhatsApp. All right, man. One love, my king.